Now, in two weeks, that China is going to celebrate the Chinese New Year, and which if you live in China long enough and you know that Chinese New Year signifies the unification not only among the friends, but also among all the relationships. But meanwhile, for some countries, particularly in the Middle East, like for example, in Pakistan, this New Year might not be able to be as smooth as we thought. For example, since in the past couple months, the ongoing protest and took place regarding one of the critical regions, which is Qadar, which is an important region for the Belt and Road Initiative, and also this healthful economic relationship between China and Pakistan really shows that something quite different regarding the relationship. Needless to say that this protest from the locals really demands, and I quote, the Chinese companies or the Chinese nationals to leave the region in order to maintain the peaceful relationship for the locals. So in this episode, we need to talk about this ongoing protest for in the region of Qadar and also why the Belt and Road Initiative could be also impacted regarding this ongoing protest. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to invite our distinguished speaker. Again, if you follow our show, you should be familiar with Dr. Shuiba Kahoot. Now, Dr. Kahoot is a PhD scholar of the Shandong University in China, and his research interests include Belt and Road Initiative and Energy Economics. He has carried out extensive research on Chinese investment across the globe, and also he belongs to Pakistan, wherein he worked for the government and private sectors as well. He regularly writes for international papers and journals. Now, Dr. Kahoot, and welcome back to The Missing Piece. Thank you very much, Mr. Will, and it's always been a pleasure. Well, Dr. Kahoot, I want to say Happy New Year to you, and I hope it's not too late. Again, as we mentioned before, in two, uh, two weeks that we're going to celebrate the Chinese New Year. But again, as we mentioned something in the intro, you know, when China is getting ready to celebrate the Chinese New Year, but meanwhile, let's look at the country of Pakistan. I want to raise something to you and I want to get your reaction and help us to understand the details. It says for the past few months, the protesters in Pakistan have blocked the Qadar East Bay Express, an area crucial to Pakistan-China relations. Qadarpur city is the nucleus China-Pakistan economic corridor and joined the country's main highway network. I think previously you and I, we discussed this corridor and also this economic relationship between China and Pakistan under Belt and Road Initiative. But now the protest seemed to took another approach to this Belt and Road Initiative. Now let's start with a question. Help us to understand what is the detail behind the protest and how much do you think that could also impact the China and Pakistan relationship under Belt and Road Initiative. Yeah, you know, uh, because uh, just to give the uh, some background to our uh, viewers and listeners, you know, uh, Gawadar uh, is in the Balochistan province of Pakistan, which is the southernmost uh, province of Pakistan, and uh, it is uh, in terms of land, it is the biggest uh, province of uh, Pakistan, and in terms of population, it is the least populated area. So, which means that the population density in uh, Gawadar is the least in Pakistan uh, among all the provinces. So, historically, in all the development matrices, metrics, you know, whatever you take, be it the education or health facilities or, you know, infrastructure, 
this province lies at the lowest uh, bottom you know mm. so it is the least developed province of pakistan so this is the reality so this is the fact you know which we need to understand uh, in the uh, first time in the history of pakistan uh, you know this great grand project of uh, building of the port in gawadar uh, gawadar again you know it's a port uh, and the area name uh, in in baluchistan gawadar is a city and here the Ch- the chinese companies are you know they are building the port gawadar port and uh, which actually is the uh, you can say the most important part of this belt and road initiative uh, so 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 again the portion of belt and road initiative which is which actually relates with pakistan is called china pakistan economic corridor cpac mm. so gawadar is at the very forefront of cpac you know because if you see the belt and road uh, initiative across the globe so it's all about the ports you know ports are the main part of this bri so the gawadar port lies uh, at the very forefront yeah so that was the background right so now coming to your question you know protest so as i mentioned earlier that this province lies at the very bottom of the development matrixes you know so all of those development issues so unfortunately uh just few of them has been solved yet because thanks to this gawadar port development uh so many roads have been built there you know some schools are there uh, a couple of hospitals have been built now the gawadar uh, international airport is you know in the process but you know some very basic issues which they are facing for example uh you know because because majority of the population uh, because of their locality they are the fishermen mm. you know, they belong to the fishermen community so uh, with their with this great you know port uh, building and you know this uh, more and more presence of uh, chinese friends you know so they were they uh, they were expecting you know that their already existing problems will be solved you know again so again you know they were expecting that you know everything will become you know fine within a year or two you know but you know uh, this part of pakistan is underdeveloped since 75 years mm. so at least we should give you know a quarter of that time or 10 or 15 years you know to to bring the low hanging fruits of this project mm. so so it's all about you know the developmental issues and uh, you know absence of uh, some basic health uh, facilities some some uh, some energy issues you know uh, the fishermen community for example one of their one of their main demands you know uh, is the presence is the presence of trawlers in the sea you know so so much of their chunk of fish uh, fishing which they used to catch earlier very easily so now you know they say that their revenue has been disturbed so yeah so they have all of their issues are their issues with the state of pakistan you know it has uh, it has nothing to do with uh, uh chinese friends and they because they all regard them as their friends and their partners in uh, development actually so you know unfortunately these issues are there and uh, but le- let's hope that uh, things will become better Well, Dr. Kahoot, since you mentioned regarding the business of fishery, I want to read something to you according to article, and it says, and I quote, 
A Chinese diplomat had mentioned that China's plan to expand it into Pakistan's fishing industry. And the person says that you, which refers to Pakistan, have rich resources when it comes to fishery. And of course, that regarding that the Pakistan seafood exports to China reached 141.57 billion dollars, and which means a 34% increase from the previous years and we're looking at the year of 2022 now again as you mentioned before china is very much interested in strengthening the economic relationship with the pakistan as I mean, again especially the local business owners but right now the reaction from the fishery industry and also the reaction from the local fishermen didn't really appreciate the presence of the Chinese investment, or the should I say, the Chinese uh, um, opportunities. Now, help us to understand how should we understand this resentment from the local fishermen to the Chinese diplomat, or even to the Chinese companies. Is this? I mean, again, the question is: Are we looking at a superpower trying to swallow this small fish in order to make? or to generate a bigger noises. What do you think of Dr. Kahoot? Yeah, you see, uh, these fishermen and their issues, you know, they didn't start by the arrival of Chinese uh, businessmen. They, as I said uh, earlier, their grievances and their issues are, you know, they date back, you know, before the Chinese arrival in, in the region, you know, or in the country or in the Gawadar. So, of course, due to so many you know, stakeholders, because the other port, Karachi port, is in you know far away from from Gawadar port, uh, so it is another province. It is in, a, in, a, in another jurisdiction of the province of the other province. So their fishermen also have such issues. So now Chinese are not present in in those waters, you know. So I mean, it's a uh, it's a issue which is uh, which dates far back than the Chinese presence and. Uh, as I said earlier, these fishermen were expecting that as now China is there, it is a big country, so their uh, income will die. The income of these Chinese, as you said earlier, the numbers, the great grand numbers of the uh, Pakistan fish exports to China, as those numbers are increasing. Mm. But unfortunately, unfortunately, the size of the cake for these fishermen is not increasing. You know, mm. their share is not increasing. There are a lot of there are there is a lot of bureaucratic red tape or bureaucratic you know middle middle uh, men involved between the chinese buyers and these fishermen who are the primary sellers of these products you know the which is a fish eventually so this so these are their grievances and uh, you know and these grievances are uh, so time and time you know they keep on raising their voices you know and they keep on protesting you know so for example Pasni, Jivani, Omara, you know, these are the these are the these these are the three key key areas where you know the in the waters in Baluchistan province, uh, the major chunk of the community is the fishermen community. Their primary livelihood is the fishing. So everything so, or anything uh, which will which will affect fishing in the region. It will have a direct uh, impact on their uh, incomes. Mm. So, yeah. So, unfortunately, by, by this Gawadar port development, you know, their incomes have been affected 
because of you know time because of the because of the illegal fishing by these trawlers so so again who award such contracts to these trawlers you know it's the government you know mm-hmm. it is the, it is the local governments you know so actually uh, all these protesters they are protesting against their government you know so eventually in the areas where they are doing the protest eventually in the close vicinity the chinese friends are also there the chinese engineers are also there you know the chinese, the chinese workers are also there. so naturally anyone who will uh, write an article about it or this so they will so so naturally they can't keep the chinese, the chinese sector as i said out of picture mm. so it's naturally you know yeah Dr. Kahoot, again, I want to go back to the Belt and Road Initiative. You know, again, before we have this conversation and I did thorough research and regarding this uh, ongoing protest and also this disgruntled attitude, not only from the local fishermen, of course, that we're looking at this Pakistan and China relationship under Belt and Road Initiative. Now, again, I want to go back to an article. I'll read something to you. It says, and I quote, the presence of the Chinese workers and the business people from China may destroy their identity, which means the identity of the Pakistan by causing demographic change. Now, again, Dr. Kahoot, you work closely. You work closely with the government. Of course, that you also studied um, extensively regarding the Spelt and Road Initiative and also energy economics. Now, the simple question next I want to uh, give it to you is, how much do you think the presence of China actually impact the identity and the culture of Pakistan today? Because, again, we know there are more than 149 countries included, I mean, uh, joined this Belt and Road Initiative. Some countries are very worried that we're looking at the year of 2023 or so forth, that the promise of under this Belt and Road Initiative, but meanwhile, no country would like to be changed or modified culturally or and also economically by China. So from your perspective, how much do you think the presence of China today actually created impact or maybe could impact the identity or culturally speaking or economic speaking for Pakistan? What is your take on that? Yeah, uh, so you see uh, the Chinese uh, people or the Chinese workers uh, it is in their DNA that uh, wherever they go uh, for their investments or this sort of work, you know, they always respect the local culture and tradition. So we have seen it, you know, it is an open and open fact, you know, nobody can deny. So similarly, uh, a lot of Chinese now, they are working in Pakistan and uh, I haven't seen any case where there is a, where it is reported that they mm. have... Uh, violated the local customs and traditions and you know rituals or because pakistan is primarily a religious society you know people give a lot of importance to the religion uh, uh, in pakistan so the official name of pakistan is islamic republic of pakistan so from here you can guess you know that how important the religion is the or the religious ethos are for the people so but you know a common man always regard chinese china as a friendly country if you ask a common Pakistani industry, they'll ask China. You ask about China, they say China is our friend. Mm. So these are the common, uh, you know, aspirations or the common, you know, viewpoint. So uh, back to your question: that how in future they'll be impacting uh, the identity or culture, 
So I think it's uh, uh, China is not uh, making Pakistan or any other Belt and Road country as their colony. You know, they are not colonizing those areas. Mm. Uh, so it is a win-win cooperation, as the President Xi Jinping, you know, he have uh, repeated it so many times that uh, actually through Belt and Road Initiative, they are going to make a com- a community of shared future. You know. So, you know, it is, it is a win-win situation. Uh, as we, we have seen a lot of uh, infrastructure development projects in Africa, you know, in South Asia, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, you know. So, so it's all always about, about, about that factor. So, of course, uh, one of the factor or one of the aspect of the Belly Road Initiative is, is also the people-to-people cooperation. Mm. You know, I'm... I'm the example of it, you know. I belong to a uh, village in Pakistan, and now I'm sitting in, you know, one of the very, uh, very industrialized city of China, that is Jinan. So, and and I'm doing my PhD here. So when I when I will go back, so of course I'll take some key lessons which I learned from Chinese society, and those key lessons will be will be impacting my, you know, my family family. Uh, learning, you know, mm. and uh, those sort of stuff. So, yeah, and just like me, there are more than 25,000 uh, Pakistani students, you know, who have, uh, who are studying here or in different disciplines or, uh, or also who are working here, you know. So, all of these, you know, it will contribute a lot. And similarly, there are so many Chinese who are working in Pakistan. So, when they will come back, they will bring some, so many Pakistani um, uh, traditions and mm. you know Pakistani local uh, folk tales and s- stuff like that. So of course, in this way, you can see, yeah, it will of course further uh, diversify the local culture and that sort of stuff. But but again, you know, uh, any big uh, superpower or the emerging superpower, it can only uh, impact or it can only alter. The culture of any other country only if if it colonize that country. You know, it, this is not true in case of China because China is not colonizing any country or uh, or it hasn't colonized any country yet in its more than seventy or seventy three years old or history. So yeah, mm. Doctor Kahoot, I really appreciate and of course I enjoy listening that what you were saying that China has never intended to colonize any countries. Now, let's bring back to the reality. Now, again, you're in China. I mean, again, you went uh, you went through this ups and downs and throughout the pandemic. But right now, even though we're in the year of 2023, people, I don't just mean the nationals in China, but we mean outside China, people are very concerned about this economic outlook for China. Again, you, you're an economist, and you study and you research for Belt and Road Initiative. Now, Dr. Kahoot, next question I want to ask is, what do you make of this current Chinese economic situation? Because we know that this COVID situation has been changed back and forth. And we are living in China and we're witnessing the transitions on a daily basis. People are looking forward to bigger or much greater opportunities to invest in China. But right now, Nothing has been showing quite stable, or should I say quite promising, for this economic outlook. So from your perspective, country like Pakistan, country, you know, again, like Turkey, any other neighboring countries, 
how should they project the progress in terms of the economic partnership between China and their home countries? What do you say to that? You said uh, China is the first country which rebounded very fastly uh, once the COVID hit, actually. So when the other countries were suffering at that time, initially, China was uh, fighting hard with the mm. COVID. And, uh, you know, keeping in view the size and the size of population, size, that how massive the China is. So I think that China has, uh, uh, you know, uh, performed very brilliant in containing the COVID virus, you know, and it and the COVID zero policy of uh, President uh, or the CPC, you know, it actually uh, uh, played its very massive role in containing this virus or the mitigating the loss, you know. So, and uh, on the second part of your question, you know, that which is which is about the which is about the economy. So, due to this COVID and the lockdowns, so there was a commodity super cycle which hit the global economy. So it's not only about Chinese economy. So we have seen that the global economic growth rate has gone down. You know, we have seen it. You know, again uh, and again over this period of time, over the, the over the course of three years time of uh, time period. So similarly goes true for the China because it is one of the very slowing uh, growing economy recently. You know, in these COVID years, but keeping its size and the volume of its economy. You know, still, the performance of Chinese economy is not bad. Your third part of question, which takes back, which take, which talks about the the global investment and trust of the mm. uh, of the investors in China. Yeah, that is the value. That that's where I la- I la- uh, go with. You know, those people which say that that many investors are, uh, you know, looking very negative about the. Uh, economic prospects in China. So mm-hmm. I think that it will be true for, for the next th- uh, three or four quarters or uh, two years. You can say that because uh, once the economy is in uh, lower cycle, it takes time to get up. But uh, the main and uh, the main part of Chinese economy is the manufacturing sector because China is the factory of the world. It virtually you know produces or manufactures everything which the world consumes. So it is the symbiotic relationship between the global economies and China. So the uh, so the global uh, l- low economic growth it also means that uh, it is the the economic uh, rate in China or the growth rate in China will also be a bit sluggish. Mm. But but you know uh, every economy or the, the 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 cyclical nature of economies actually it uh, tells us that. Once an economy is in the lowest ebb of the cycle, it is bound to, you know, go up. So I hope that uh, soon, sooner or later, Chinese economy will pick up. Of course, now things are not as good as ye- as they used to be, but the prospects are very good because only yesterday, as we are recording this episode on eighth of January, China has resumed the normal, you know, flight operations, mm. and there is no quarantine. There's, there are no quarantine restriction as such now. So the China has finally opened. And uh, let's hope that this opening of, of China, like opening up uh, as it happened in 1978 by the Premier Deng Xiaoping. So again, now this opening up in terms of COVID restriction. So it will also bring some great fruits for Chinese economy and the world. Well, Dr. Kahoot, I want to wrap up our conversation by going back to one simple question. 
You know, as we mentioned before, in two weeks that we are going to celebrate the Chinese New Year, and you are one of the thousands of non-Chinese residents living in China. And again, as we mentioned before, you ex you experienced the ups and downs during the pandemic. You witnessed the economic drawbacks and also the economic prosperity of China. And also, you studied and researched for political changes in China as well. Now, everyone is asking the same question. Now, let me be the person who asks you the question directly. What made you feel so positive and promising regarding the future of China? Even though we can hear a lot of noises outside the box, even though we can hear a lot of political backlash and political a point, a finger pointing from the other side of the aisles, but again, I truly admire someone like you that who show this persistence and this resilient attitude in China, again, maintain positive, maintain helpful, again, regarding this uh, a diplomatic or uh, international relationship. Again, going back to the question, Dr. Kahoot, what made you so uh, positive and also so encouraging about China? Help us to understand. Yeah, uh, Mr. Will, first of all, I must say the type or the work attitude of Chinese people, actually, this is the biggest factor or this is the biggest reason that why I'm so hopeful. Mm. Because, you know, uh, the, uh, the national poet of Pakistan, he said that the nation lives in the heart of people. Mm. You know, nation, nation as such is nothing. You know, it is just a word nation. But actually it is the people or a person who builds up any nation, you know. So the resilient nature of Chinese people, their hardworking attitude, and uh, their thousands of years old, uh, their uh, history of struggle, you know, it is something uh, when I combine it with the old Chinese wisdom. So I'm 100% hopeful that things will improve. Things are, are, let me say that, things are bound to improve in this part of the world. Because mm. again and again, you know, don't remember, the t don't forget the times of the opium wars. You know, this century of, you know, hopelessness and such and such, such type. But this nation has emerged as the global, uh, you know, emerging superpower. You know, it, this nation has emerged as the factory of the world. You know, so if that can happen, of course, in just as the start of the 2023, we can say that, that the 2050 China will be far better than the 2020 China. Well, Dr. Kahoot, I always say the reason why I enjoy interviewing people like you and I enjoy thoroughly the conversation with scholar like you because always that I can hear those uplifting and encouraging messages from you and help me and also help our viewers to understand in this world today, that isolation is not the option. Finger pointing is not the solution. And the best way is we're looking at the word is called global unification. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to speak to Dr. Shuiba Kahoot. Again, Dr. Kahoot, it's a PhD scholar of the Shandong University in China. And of course, that he belongs to Pakistan, wherein he worked for the government and private sectors as well. And he researched extensively under Belt and Road Initiative and also energy economics. 
Now, Dr. Kahoot, again, I know, as we mentioned before, we're only a few weeks away from Chinese New Year. And again, I want to wish you a happy New Year. And we'd love to have you back on the show as we continue to follow the economic and also the political changes between China and Pakistan. Brother, thank you so much for doing this.